Hello, and welcome to the Fantasy National Golf Club. This is Nice Shot Pods, featuring Tractor, the Rhino, the Moose, and Paw. Hey guys, welcome to this week's edition of Nice Shot Pods. The Masters happened. The RBC Heritage is next. And as always, this is brought to you by FantasyNationalGolfClub.com. That was like so, a yeah. top five intro of all time. <laughs> that was really good. You know, I'm really putting in the hours, so I'm working I on can, some new things in my off time. I can tell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just reigniting my passion for this. Is really what's just <laughs> been happening lately. <laughs> the dozens of listeners are... Uh, we fell out of the U.S. Obliged. The ratings I saw today. Out of what, like the top 1,000? We're not even rated well, for golf podcasts that. in the United States. Okay, well. So if you're just listening, takes you found episode. a gem, you found a, a hidden gem. Well, it wasn't <laughs> hidden for the first two years, but clearly it tells you how it's falling off. I think they like the hard-hitting uh, information on golf courses. That must have been it. Yeah, that's the only difference is we're just not doing that anymore. Well, it's also part of like the PGA schedule. We just keep telling the same damn stories. Tractor, tell us about alcohol jail again. Paul, yeah. like now Paul's been to Harbortown, right? So we need him to get on the pod. He needs to put these children to bed. Yeah. Like will Cam Smith go fishing on the practice days on the golf course? Who knows? Pretty good field this week. Yeah, we're just going to move on to the fucking. Well, there's really game. nothing to talk about. I mean, you know what? Well, we watched a pretty boring Masters. Yeah. It got exciting for about five minutes. Tiger Woods is there for, you know, he did his thing. I'll tell you what, uh, maybe I'm on my own, but I thought, like, and I said this on Thursday night, you know, regardless of what happened the rest of the week, I thought what he did on Thursday is incredible. A plus, yeah. I mean, absolutely otherworldly. And I I really can only say that the only reason he didn't win it was because Louis Ustay is a pussy. Oh, and he jammed them? And he got, yeah. yeah. So he got, he got all cold. Yeah, you got cold he leg even, out there. He didn't even play that bad. He didn't. You know, and that was the thing I, I was kind of thinking about is um, a lot of those groups that got to finish later in the afternoon on Friday had some of the best weather of the week. It was oh, really yeah, started it was just... to calm down, and it was kind of a birdie barrage. Just, I mean, again, you're, maybe your last three, four, five, six holes. But Tiger had, I guess, what you could say was the harder draw. You know, because like he didn't get that. He had to play like all in the wind. Because he was off kind of early afternoon on Friday, right? Yeah, I mean, he was still around there. I mean, he was still just one over after. He shot seven. Yeah, he shot 74. It was going to take something really heroic, and I don't think anybody was like, it never crossed my mind that he was going to win. When he was T10 going in after Thursday, it's like, good on him. He shot something in the red. And... I was honestly shocked he wasn't anywhere near the Yeah, yeah. I mean, he made like, it I very comfortable. like 40th on there. And he got off to a really rough start on Friday too, right? Oh, it was bad. Yeah, and he kind of battled back and had a nice back nine. I don't think he has – I wonder what his true expectations are. I know he's always going to say, like, if I'm teeing it up, my goal is to win, right? I mean, I'm sure I mean, he, I'm sure he's walking away like that was great. Hopefully. Did anyone catch what his kid said after the round to him? I think they were asking about – because he said on Sky Sports that uh, the Open would be his next tournament. No, what his kid said, Charlie. So when Oh, he I didn't hear what Charlie – so he gets done. He's hugging everyone. Mm-hmm. Charlie chirped him about something. He's like, he just goes, just shut up and give me a hug. And then as he's walking into like the clubhouse to go like Marcus scores, him and Charlie chirping in woods is kind of like, well, I had to do that because of X, Y, Z. And I'm okay. like, so what shot is Charlie like chirping him? <laughs> like what hole, you know, 
Like it was actually, it was pretty interesting. Like, God, I wish I could figure out what the hell they were talking about. <laughs> I don't know if anyone else saw that. I did not see that. I didn't know. It was when he was hugging like his entire family afterwards. Yeah. There were, who were those older people that he was hugging? Maybe did, his girlfriend. Anybody catch friends? that? Mm, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Anyways, good on him. That was, it was so fun to see. And obviously like great for the game of golf too. Right. Because mm-hmm. he moves the needle. He's the straw that sir- stirs the drink. And ratings were way up. And full. Oh, were they? Have, have they like yeah. come out with that yet? Oh, uh, yeah. That. Yeah. I think I, I, for Saturday, they were up. I don't know. I don't know percentage wise, but millions well, of more viewers. Last couple of years. Yeah. I would say that like it didn't feel like the Masters coverage was as good this year in terms of like app and stuff like that. Like there was only like one feature group channel. Yeah, but, the they app was multiple, good. but they showed multiple groups. Yeah. Within right. Like, but normally in the past, didn't they normally have like a couple different like. No, it was always like two. And now they just combined them into one. Yeah. Yeah. Which actually was like a lot nicer because it so, wasn't as much downtime, mm-hmm. like dead time or whatever. Well, and then you've got the Amen Corner Cam. You've got 1516. You've got 456. You yeah, got it was nice on ESPN Plus. I had four screens up, you know? It's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so on Friday, I went out to the cave, which is Brian Felber. Do you guys know Brian Felber? I don't yep. think Mm-mm. you knew Brian. He's, he's been there since he's been gone. But uh, he's got this little, like, kind of kind of like cigar bar, even though you don't smoke cigars there. But they got, like, simulators and stuff. They got, like, a NASCAR simulator and stuff. And we went out there, and they had uh, – we threw on the 15, 16 feet. And then we'd, we have probably seven guys, and each, you know – each group we'd rotate on who picked first. Like you'd pick one of the three guys to go closest to. Mm-hmm. And then, so everybody put five bucks in for their pick. And if you were the only guy to pick a guy and everybody else gets, you know, there you're getting six to one. Otherwise, you know, it'd be like three to two or, you know, four to two or three to three, whatever. But it was a lot of fun. Just kind of betting that doing that. Not too hard to track. But it sounds like you get dangerous quick. Well, I mean, it was just five dollars per. It was five dollars per. Group. So you know what I mean, like so if you. Yeah, play, that's true. You know what I mean. So like your max, and you're probably gonna win a couple. Yeah. Yeah, like I think the most anybody lost was like four days. Oh, okay. Uh, and they left too. So like they left after like losing ten. You know, maybe Ooh, you yeah. know uh, Jesse Berglund and uh, Kevin Falconer both were mm-hmm. had the same record. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, how, how did your head to heads go this weekend? I was up. You were I only bet Sunday though. Um, I got better. I, I had a really good Sunday that kind of mitigated losses because I had uh, bets going into the week. All five of oh, my yeah. bets made the cut and I had more Kawa, Rory and Shane and all like with nice payouts, but obviously didn't get it done. It was Scotty Scheffler dominance and yeah. the young man not on the pod quite yet. That's his fourth <laughs> pick. One. Oh, yeah, that's right. Well, yeah, with one guy. I know. I was thinking in about like, this in like six weeks. It, yeah, so in, in in calendar days, right? In in a two month stretch, by my calculation, Scotty Scheffler is about forty three percent of the way to a Hall of Fame career <laughs> in, two, in two months. Right? Well, he's got a, the thing today. WGC, a major, four wins. He's he getting, earned. Yeah, he's, he's already won more than like, Rom last year. Like yeah, he was earned like ten million already this year. And Rom had what seven, eight million all last year. Yeah, what a loser. <laughs> <laughs> seven eight million. <laughs> chump i had i had cam smith as my one and done pick and then yeah, uh good pick well could have been better but yeah and then so then friday night i saw the books were giving scheffler even money to win with his was it a four stroke or five stroke lead at that point i think it was, it was five. five after saturday i think it was i've been only three or four going into saturday mm, maybe 
You, well, had, you took it, and you took it. Set. What day did you take it? I took it Friday night. Oh, okay. It's like, well, yeah, maybe it was it, five then. Yeah, I think it was five. Okay. So, because even like, money for thirty six holes left, it had to be. Yeah, like I mean, it wasn't like a steal by any means. Like, but I was like, damn, if this isn't going to be a close tournament, I'm at least going to be rooting for. <laughs> sure. Sure. For him. So, you know, it made it worthwhile. And then, you know, like then all of a sudden, uh, Cam kind of fell apart. And then I was like, fuck, now Rory's going to fucking backdoor. Me. I would love to. I was oh, yesterday? Openly, yeah. I was openly rooting against Scheffler for most of them. I'm sure. And when, Rory, and when Rory got it, just got it down there, I was like, then I was really rooting. Oh, yeah. But it's like he didn't even like let up an inch. It, I mean, on 18, whoop do fucking do. Yeah, that doesn't count. I, I, I would say that it was probably the most, um, dominating pitching and chipping performance I've ever seen in a major championship. Yeah. He was, he, he, was he literally nice. got up and down every single time. And it wasn't like he was chipping it to six feet and making grinders. Like he was literally yeah. chipping it to, to kick in every single time. You think if the pin's not in the way on Sunday at three, he makes double. No, he makes oh. bogey though. He makes bogey. He would have been up. Oh, by yeah. Cam was. And that's, you know, I mean, uh, granted he got a three putt of that too tractor. I mean, it's one of those just ultra defensive 20 footers down there. Because it was coming in hot, no doubt. I mean, he kind of he, he did what he was trying to do. He was trying not to leave it short, right? So I'm sure he was thinking, like, yeah, hit it 15 feet past the hole, and if you make it, great. But and that would have been, you know, that was just such a turning point, right? Because he makes birdie somehow. So he basically starts off hitting like junk, and he's one under through three. Cam puts all the heat in the world, birdieing one and two, and then doesn't hit the flag. Has that 20-footer, makes bogey. And also, like, Scheffler was maybe the furthest left I've ever seen anybody on three. But he got the free drop because of the um, because of the sign, right? Yeah, scoreboard. Because he was way the fuck left. Bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, how, how do you – what do you think it feels like to fucking four-putt the 18th green of the Masters and still win by three? He doesn't care. I know. That's what <laughs> I thought he might have been just like kind of trying to push the line because I saw there was a lot of bets for you know does he win by two three four and sure sure and actually I thought I thought Ted Scott came over yeah. he's like just miss another one just miss him just do it you can do it you still win by three no if he missed another one oh <laughs> just just like make it hilarious I thought he almost did that putt did not look solid so I one in just lag it on yeah the hand, the hand definitely a little wobbly how did yeah. not I mean. Yeah, at that point, I mean, I'd just lag it up there. Just, like, get it to where, like, you just can't miss it. Oh, yeah. I mean, every time he had to hit a, a clutch wedge shot, I mean, beyond chipping and pitching, he was hit just right on with his numbers, right? Well, it CBS can put dumb. their uh, bird tracks away for the year. You'd rather hear play sirens? Fuck. And they need to, like, go research more birds. Well, at least mix it up. Yeah, Not really. Not birds, just, like, every time it flips to it's the same sound. Get weird. Put some like two cans in there. Maybe have like multiple parrots. And maybe I'm like an elephant. <laughs> <laughs> That's an elephant. A loon. There you go. <laughs> but it was, I mean, it was Masters Week. It was fantastic. It was everything you want and more, right? And the, one, one of the nice things from the weekend, close, too, other than what, buddy? A close finish. Yeah, it really was. It was kind of a snooze fest after 12. Um, well, then what? So what hole were they on when Rory? Hold out to post eight, like 12 or 13, or sorry, post seven. seven. Yeah, eight on it was like 12, eight. I think. Yeah, and then I, I thought how, how he played 13. I thought they were on 13. I think they were on 13, and they might have been on 13 because then, then he then laid he comes up. back, and then and then he comes back and like just sticks it to like six feet on 14. I think he missed that pot, just like okay, he, yeah, but you know, 
Cam Smith, I mean, that was kind of turned out to not even fucking close to matter, but like that going at the flag on on 12 there. Well, he's just birdied 11, so he's probably feeling. But it's like, it's just, I mean, I get that, but at the same time, it's like, you know, you just, you just picked one up. Mm-hmm. Don't put yourself in a position. You got two par fives coming up. Not to mention, yeah. yeah, if he puts it right there in the middle of the green, 25 feet left, like now Scheffler has to hit the shot. Yeah, and Scheffler's shot you know, was horseshit too there. It was bad, yeah. Ended up I mean, kind of coming back and being in an okay spot. And again, he hit a great chip. That one was only to like six feet, so not that great. Yeah, it wasn't very close. It, one of the nice things, though, about coverage and just the, the day as it went on, but like it was kind of nice having Tiger go play in the morning. Mm-hmm. And then like right as he was finishing up, that's when coverage for the leader started, at least on Sunday. Yeah. Would have been nice. You got the full dose. You know what that was positive, though, that Rory actually kind of made a little bit of run got exciting? was because if he didn't, the broadcast only would have shown Scotty Scheffler shots for the rest of, like, the two hours. Mm-hmm. And then, then they just show him walking. Because, like, I hate their, their Sunday coverage is so fucking... It's pretty bad. It's like, dude, there's other things going on. Like, show and- something, in, like... Like after Scheffler hits the shot, like okay, then Scheffler walks around. It's like, dude, there's a lot of shit going on. Show something. I mean, did you guys notice when um, McElroy pulled the bunker shot? How Faldo couldn't let the moment just breathe and let people I, witness I heard it. About it. What happened? He's like, like oh, he if you heard that roar, you can imagine what happened. Oh yeah, it was unbelievable. Yeah, because like, I was like. That and I was like, oh my god, he makes it. Yeah, he's like, you're not gonna believe what happens. Like, well, and you know what, too? Like, I know that a lot of people on our like group chat are not a big Rory fan, but like when you hold that out and like his expression and reaction, I mean, how can you not? I mean, that was well, so fun. Like, he, well, he the was the he was the best. ever. Yeah, shoots 64, personal best at Augusta, makes it interesting, goes from kind of meh to you know, kind of putting some pressure on him. I mean, as much as you possibly can. His low round of the day by three, right? Something yeah, and it wasn't because his was, other guy Morikawa in his group who proceeds yeah. to you know hole it right on top of him, and that yeah, was, was awesome pretty, too. The, the way exactly, that and then they both like, celebrate and they're like, "Wow, pretty good." I round. mean, I like that Rory like actually showed some emotion. Mm-hmm. I just feel like a lot of the time when we get to see him play, it's just very robotic. You know, like it doesn't look like he enjoys. It. Like he has so many questions about blah blah blah, but it's like you never see him like get excited anymore. Yeah, I said that was actually kind of fun. Yeah. That right. was pretty well, fun to see. And, and I think Paul even called that out. He was alluded, like, don't get your ho- hopes up too high. He's going to double 15. Because that's kind of what he does. Rory's got all the firepower to go out and birdie every single hole, but he does dumb shit. And so, and I think even Rory had made a comment about this yesterday. Is like his, the biggest shots of the day, where I think he ate two or three big par saves. You know, he chipped in on 10. He holds a bunker shot on 18. I think he, he was putting from yes. the fringe on seven. So he makes three holes out three times from off the green. Like unbelievable stuff, but then he made a lot of those like five, six, seven footers, you know, to just to keep that momentum going, keep the round going. Yeah, if his, I mean, he was driving the ball so well, and then those last five holes was yeah, left. yeah. Well, but, yeah, that was that was a big, you know, he missed on left on fifteen, and so you ended up walking away there with a par, you know. Yep, you're chasing yeah. down. You got to do a little better than that. Yeah, and even though they yeah. lengthened it, I mean, he's there wasn't a single eagle easily there. long enough. I saw that, but guys could still get home on Sunday. Yeah, they're getting home, but it just wasn't holding either, though. Everybody yeah. seemed to be like right off the back edge of that green. Um, yep. and even Rory's actually now that I think about it, remember his he hit a really good wedge, he shot hit it and really, like, and it just skipped through. It yeah, skipped. he's like, How much did that skip? But he makes it, did he make it anyway? 
No, no, almost. It was it was a good lag. I mean, you just got to be so careful with that one. And if you kept it below the hole, you almost had to like land it on the front edge. That gave you like you know a bending thirty five footer, which that's not super makeable. Yeah, I don't know. There was some. It was fun. There was good stuff. It was. I was kind of bummed the par three got washed, washed out. out. Yeah, I was always just. I mean, it's just like kind of. It's just fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Major sir, speaking, one down. speaking of coverage, should we, should, well, let's see. I think this will probably be pretty obvious. I was going to try to, we could play like, did they top 20 or not? Um, I mean, Sergi, Harry Sergio, Sergio Garcia. No, no, I don't think he was top 20. No, he was not. He was 23rd. Harry um, Higgs was what, 15? Yep. Tied for 14. Did he almost make an al- albatross? Or yeah. Could have. On 13? I thought it was like two. I never, I didn't see it. Yeah, I think it was mm. two. Oh, I think okay. it was two. He almost knocked it in. Uh, I saw HV3 almost made an albatross on 13 from the Pine Straw mm. early he in the played, week. You know, he played three really good rounds. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he went and that was the red. thing about Scheffler. He was the only guy who got had four rounds under par. Like, Cam Smith played two awesome rounds and two kind of meh. Yeah. But anyway, major one, done. On to this next one. Mm-hmm. At so, all about time. so if you're oh, going yeah. out for a night on the town, mm-hmm. would you rather wear a green jacket or a tartan jacket? Ooh, probably you wouldn't get well. You wouldn't get to wear the green one out, so you probably no. I just mean like just like in general fashion sense, not like the green jacket, a green jacket. I think it goes tartan. See, we're split, Moose. Where are you? you? Because if you just wore a green one, they're like, "Oh, what are you fucking with? Tartan with the Masters? You're gonna get all night." True. The the tartan one kind of reminds me of remember Fresh Prince of Bel Air, like where he took his like his like mm-hmm. blazer that he had to yeah. wear at his prep school, yeah, prep school. he turned it sure. inside out. It's kind of like that. Speaking of fresh Pence of Bel Air, I will not see you at the Oscars for the next 10 years. <laughs> yeah. He had a good anyway. Movie. He's fine. <laughs> he's fine. He's, the, he's not going to leave there. No big deal. Well, I just, I must feel bad for him. His wife sucks. She sucks. I mean, I don't know her. Maybe she's delightful, but. Well, like, I mean, she can. treats him like shit. Yeah. She like openly cheats on him. Yep. And then you saw the thing about her his birthday gift for that he spent two years making mm-hmm. and then uh like some other stuff and it's just like i mean i bet i think he just snapped it <laughs> like oh but yeah unless he's been cheating on her too but like banging your kid's friend i did like ricky gervais's thing they wrote uh, do you hear about that one mm-hmm. um and he basically was like if i was hosting like i never would have made fun of her hair i would have made a fun of her all of her boyfriends <laughs> <laughs> You know, like that. And then there was another one with him. I just like Ricky Gervais because, I mean, I just like how he's like unapologetic. Yeah. And like, okay, so they were asking him about it on some, I must have been like some European show. And they were asking me about the joke about the hair and the same thing. He goes, and he goes, I never would have asked about her. Ha-. Like, no. So like, no, he goes, so is having no hair like, you know, a disability? Like, I, he's like, I'm thinning. Am I disabled? You know, and it's more like, he's like, so we can't joke about like, People without hair. And I was, I mean, it's just so typical of Ricky Gervais. Yeah. Like, he's like, it's her hair. It's not like it was a cripple, you know? Like, just, I like Ricky Gervais's clips on that stuff. Yeah. No, I, I agree. Like, the joke was a dud. I mean, I, anybody born after the year 1995 has no fucking idea what G.I. Jane is. Like, what a random callback to a very mediocre movie from 20 years ago. No. It's yeah, true. It. It's like, true. Um, I, I will say that I was wrong. I thought that JJ Spawn was not going to do well at all. He's 23rd. I didn't think that. A plus to him. Yeah, I was shorting him hard too. Figured he was going to be kind of partied out last man in. And I think he got off to a terrible start in the tournament too. Like two or three over real quick. 
Yeah. Um, What's it take to get invited back? Like top 15, top 12? No, I think it's top Top five or something. No, it's top 15. Was it 15? Is it a top 12 or top? Yeah, I think it was 15. Patrick Reed had a very mediocre week. 74, 73, 73, 74. But Moose, I I was like, why are you taking Patrick Reed? Why are you taking Hot Charles? Both pretty Charles good picks overall. Great, yeah. yeah, and 43K for the money. Both good picks. And you know what, it's actually? First, I fucking pivoted off. I didn't even play. Uh, I didn't even play Reed in the end. Oh, really? Okay. Out. Yeah, who did I move out to here? Let's see if it was a good choice or not. I don't think it was. Jordan's top 12. Top 12, okay. Yeah, I thought I remember hearing it was a weird number. And so, like, a guy like Higgs was T14, so he was close but no yeah. cigar. Yeah. Yeah, I switched it over to Horschel at the last minute. That didn't work out any better. So it worked out one stroke better. Sorry. He played well on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, he did. So actually, yeah, points wise, probably did a lot better. That was kind of the fun. I mean, it, it was uh it was tough out there, right? I mean, it was challenging elements on Friday and Saturday, obviously. And then Sunday it was, you know, the pins are a little bit easier, correct? I mean, is that I mean obviously the sun yeah. is shining. It was a nicer day overall. Yeah, I don't know about the pins being wins. easier so much, but yeah, I mean the scoring was there. I mean the opportunities. Yeah, and that was kind of the fun part to see the leaderboard. Like I saw, obviously, Tired played had a had a bad round, but like Berger, I think shot eighty. I mean, there were some big numbers out there, but then obviously you could really get it going. There was definitely the most red on Sunday. Yeah, for sure, but nothing. I mean, Rory was low by how many? He had to be low by. So he was sixty four, and then I think Morikawa was sixty seven. So it was then, Torres, yeah. Yeah, and then I think there were a couple of sixty nine and 68s. Yeah, low by three. That's impressive. Anytime that you like beat everybody else by more than right. two strokes is pretty impressive out here. Yep. Um, so you think that kind of kick starts the juices? You think he's poised to make a little little noise the rest of the year? Or you think he's just going to go back to boring Rory? And- what are we talking about? Uh, Rory McIlroy. I, I, yeah. I mean, like, you know, I, yeah. Just listening to him talk and stuff, it feels like he's in a good space. Like, I feel like, you know, he said that he feels like he's been playing good golf and he just keeps getting... T30 after T30 and it just doesn't reflect how he's been playing so it's nice to see a low number come out of him but yeah I don't know I mean it's just you know it's funny because like you know when he was turning when he was making the turn we were like this is the most Rory finish ever because he was just kind of barely in the top 10 at that point and I mean he really turned it on and it wasn't uh, you can't say he backdoored that you know no because he was I think he was around like 12th or so going into the day <laughs> I mean it, yeah it just looked like it was going to be a two-horse race. And then he kind of entered the chat there for a little bit. You know, first one in the house for an hour. Give Scotty something to think about. But the guy was totally unflappable. Unbelievable. Man, I see some good goals. It looks like Paul's going to try to join us after he finds some diaper cream. <laughs> for himself? <laughs> no, I don't think. I hope but We need our statistician back. Statistician back. Yeah, just somebody who knows anything. About and somebody who can talk about Harbortown. So we can just keep talking about the Masters. Yeah. So Tigers, Tigers basically verbally committed to St. Andrews to the open. Well, Um, so I, yeah, he definitely did that, but it's, I think he's going to play all of them. He didn't like say he wasn't, he just kind of said like, he, he's like, yeah, I'll be playing the big tournaments and I'm really mm -hmm. excited to get back at St. Andrews. Sure. You know, so it's like, it wasn't like a, I'll definitely, you know, it was like, I'm going to be playing golf. And I'm looking forward to seeing it. Sure. I will be there. So he didn't well, say that, but he also didn't say that he I'm wasn't out for the other ones. Sure. Yeah. So I'm guessing they'll make an appearance. Uh, I'm guessing he'll play 3M open as well. <laughs> the rocket mortgage. Yeah. The rocket mortgage. Maybe hit up the John Deere. Maybe swing in, play a little Saudi golf. 
Yeah, I mean, I think I think trying to get on that tour, see if Gary Player can make a call for him. I mean, I I'd like to see him get some rounds, and I mean, like he looked good enough where if he just had some reps in him, he'd, you know, yeah. Intend. Yep. I mean, I'll tell you what, too. I mean, Thursday was just solid. A lot of up and downs, but in solid putting. Yeah, his his putter really failed him on Saturday. It seemed like he hit it okay, but a four putt and what five, four, three putts, something like that. Yeah, and that's very untiger like. That's the one part of the game everybody's like, well, he's it's at Augusta. I mean, he's it's going to be a hard walk, but he can putt that golf course like nobody. I was going to say if that whatever day it was, maybe it was even Thursday in the beginning where he was missing with some putts, and I was like, I mean, basically, I talked about it's always been able to do is kind of stand and putt. Mm-hmm. I'm like, so was he doing work? You know, it was just like, just so like not even close to like normal. You're like, yeah. I mean, he had a bunch of putts this weekend that like didn't one, you know, like big sweeper up the hill and like didn't get up the hill, just like stopped him. Yeah. You know, he had some putts that like literally where you're like, that's, that's like a terrible putt. Oh, did anybody see the like award ceremony? I saw the green jacket ceremony, but I never saw the, did they do that in the, the Butler game? cabin or whatever? Yeah, they I saw did. the Butler cabin one, but I didn't see like where they gave. I, they didn't even like talk about low amateur. I didn't even see him go. Oh, and this is to finish up for low. Who was the low amateur? I don't know. They all missed the cut. I know. Oh, that might be why. They'd still stick around though. I mean, yeah. Well, and actually, I think that I think it might have been the yeah. kid who um Piat. Lo- no, I think it was the kid who lost the Piat or whatever the kid, Michigan State kid. This kid who second place in the runner-up in the U.S. Hammer. The Jarvis guy was DFL, so who else was it? Yeah, but did you see how he, uh, the his shot on 12 and then on 16? Oh, I'm not saying 16? that. I was just saying he was the only other amateur I could think of. No, I know, but like how how he played. So obviously he missed the cut, but how he played the last two part threes. He hit it no. to like a foot oh, yes, on I 12. Oh, yes, I do It's like, I don't know, maybe 13 inches on 16. Couple of leaners on the par threes. That was kind of cool. Yeah, no, I do remember that. Well, because remember we were uh, doing that game where oh sure. You know, yeah. So one guy took both the amateurs. His uh, Piat also like knocked it stiff, and he was the only one on that, so he got paid out big on both. Of them, so it was kind of he ran. Yeah, I remember the shots were awesome. Um, God, how about how about uh, I mean, Spieth missing the cut at the Masters? Are you kidding me? Ah, uh, well, I, I mean, so I took like, him in our in. Palsley for one and done and so yeah. i got a, a heavy dose of i don't i mean i'm not gonna pile on him in terms of he's having a good year he's turned the corner for mm-hmm. sure but that th- this pre-shot routine thing is banana bonkers. yeah it's it's bonkers right like what could he possibly be trying to do uh there's just like a a feeling right it's a feel that he's going after holding off the club face or something or getting into a right position but so just again he washes one on 12 washes one on 12 washes another one on 12 it's an unbelievable shot. Gets up and down for triple, and then just kind of pars out. And I'm like looking at the cut line. I'm like, okay, it's it's probably not going to five. It's staying at four. So he just got a par eighteen, and he hits it in the bunker. And then he chunks it. And then he chunks it. And he hits it seven feet by, and he boots it. And there you go. He put he oh. put two in he put two in Ray's Creek on twelve again. Yeah, yeah. He was flying really well. Like in like at that point. So at that point, he's like uh, even parish. You know. So I mean, he's there because so yeah. the tractor and i had rory and our other one and this is like subsequently when rory i don't didn't rory have a double tractor yeah, i thought, he, like, I thought oh he boy might. here we go I he's gonna might. miss the cut like well at least speed's gonna wrong how the I mean, after day one i thought thomas was gonna miss the cut. for sure pretty pretty good week for him i don't know he'd probably tell you otherwise but when you shoot yourself in the foot to start you know yeah then he was low round of the day on friday yeah 
and probably should have been top five other than he went kind of bananas yesterday. I think he bogeyed 10, 11, and this 12, 12. Uh, it. The, Fuck the, this golf swing. <laughs> Fuck golf. The best tweet of the week, I think, was whoever did that uh, Bryson DeChambeau, Larry Mize. Oh, that was good. Oh, man. <laughs> well, was there something like Larry Mize who hits 230? 230, yeah. It's like the average 230 on the beats DeChambeau, who once said that Augusta was a par six for him. 67. Oh, 67. Yep. Well, where was the other par? Three. He thinks he can drive three. Oh, you know what I actually thought was an interesting comment um, after the Saturday round? Did you guys hear when Cam Smith was talking to Jonas? Hmm. Jenner. No, not Renner. Jenner. Renner. Renner. Jenner. So, <laughs> he, uh, so he bases it. I think this was his first master. What? No, it wasn't. No, no. Sorry, it wasn't third. Sorry. I'm really hot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, <laughs> no, I'm losing track. <laughs> <laughs> Judgment-free zone here. So, so he basically said, he's like, there's basically talked about how aggressive he thinks you can be Augusta. He's mm-hmm. like, there are so many birdies out. There's a birdie on every hole, you know, basically like, if, like the winds, like, he's like this, I don't know. I thought it was a really interesting comment. Well, there like, is if you hit it. So if the right. winds, the winds down, you think you can bird every hole, but when the winds up and gusting, it's tough. Yeah. But it was like a, it was like a strange comment. It's kind of like, you're almost like, well, you should be able to shoot like 60. Yeah. It's kind of like came up. Sure. And it, I mean, for what three inches of rain, it played pretty firm. Obviously, sub air helps, but like the fairways were still running out pretty good. Yeah, I mean, the greens were still lightning. I mean, that makes mm-hmm. the shipping really tough. The green, the, they were the, getting worried that they might lose the greens on Sunday, but like around like Friday because it was getting hot in that wind, and they were getting nervous that they could like almost like bake. They could like bring in all new greens between Saturday. They had Tiger come out and blossom. Yeah, the. Oh, any other big scratch? I mean, there are a lot of big names that missed the cut. <laughs> you, had, you had kind of the ones you'd expect. Brooks and Spieth and Xander and DeChambeau. But you could also make a case for those guys to play great, too. So Right, exactly. I knew I knew picking Sam Burns. Was a bit of a Sam Burns. That was, you know, it was his first one, though, right? Was it? Okay. It was his first one? I'm pre- yeah, I'm pretty sure it was one. Yeah, it was. Well, we like still waiting for Paul or was No, Paul's not going to come on. It sounds like. Oh, he's done? Well, he said that he's not going to make it. He gave us the recap of 43, and he's going to take Hadwin for one and done. Okay, wow. So, spoiler alert for those of you that stick around for another hour and a half to hear our one and done, because without it's Paul here, stuff. it is important stuff. He gave the 43K recap, but he didn't really tell us how far. My team sucked. I know, like. Oh, mine too. I had three. At least you're well, in WD after this day. Oh, well, mine did actually. Yeah, I was gonna say. I think two of you guys had Louis. Yeah, I had, I had Louis. I actually. So yeah, I had Louis and uh, Casey. And Casey like WD. Like I don't know when he WD, but before I knew about it. So I had a bunch of Casey and Louis. Louis, yeah. Carnage. Less than ideal. Um, do we want to talk about Harbor Town? Fun do tournament. Talk about pretty good. Pretty good crew there, it looks like. Yeah, you know, it, it's a fun term. It's a, it's a different kind of t- I mean, it's like completely different from... A little more chillax for these guys, I think, right? Don't they do a pretty good job of trying to make it super family-friendly and yeah, very easy to get so. to? And Well, yeah, and it's in Sea Island, too, isn't it? Like, just like where yeah. all these guys are. And... We're no, it's in Harbortown. Or in... Harbortown, which isn't very far from Sea yeah. Island, is it? I don't know. That's why we need Paul. I'm not a geographer. Tractor, tractor you've, you've spent some time there, haven't you? Never been to the Myrtle Beach area. Mm. But so no. It looks Damn. lovely. It looks beautiful. Pete Dye design. Super fucking tight. 
tiny only Calaboogie sound. Tiny ass greens. Moose, like, can you go over the last five or so winners? Yeah, because it's it's a it's a hodgepodge of guys. I feel like uh, isn't Kucher won this multiple times? Well, Sink won deal last three year. On this place. Who won it last year? Uh Sink. There we go. Okay, Who missed the cut for me last week. You uh, know he did. I was going to say this was something that I I found interesting on. Um, I think it was my first player with a hole in one for like a missed cut. Oh Moose. yeah, because because I also took him in forty three k. Um, that's a really helpful thing because oh yeah, it used to be a, even like bigger. Like they cut it back a lot because okay, because like, so it's a thirteen stupid. point hole basically. Because yeah, five for the ace and then eight for the eagle. Yeah, um, yeah, that's huge. So uh, Webb Simpson in twenty twenty, okay, uh, CT Pan in twenty nineteen, uh, Bitcoin in twenty eighteen, so Satoshi Kadaira, and then uh, Wesley Bryan in seventeen. I mean, it's all the same type of guy. Right, right. I mean, outside Webb's the only, like, guy who was, like, an elite golfer, I guess, at the time. Still very, you know, fair weekend kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Um, guys that have not necessarily winners, but Kucher plays really well here. Ian Poulter plays really well here. It's kind of surprising, because I think with the shorter greens, that would, like, hurt good putters, apparently. Not. The smaller greens, you mean? Yeah, it's smaller greens, sorry. Sure, yeah. Yeah, you know, just... Everybody, you know, it brings everyone in range. Yeah. Uh, Cantley, DJ, Fitzpatrick, Berger. I mean, so there's guys, you know, the bigger names played well here. I mean, Fitzpatrick's only got one top five. DJ's game more strokes doesn't have any top fives here since 2017. I could go back further if I needed to, but yeah, Poulter's got a lot of good history here. Uh, between 2017, he went. T11, T7, T10, T14, and then last year was T40. Interesting stuff. Um, looking at the course breakdown. But yeah, it certainly seems like there's a there's a type of golfer that wins here. So does that make you a little surprised to see a guy like JT or Dustin Johnson play here? Well, yeah. I mean, especially considering, like, I don't think length is a deal at all here. Right. Like, I'm um, looking through, like, co-cracks here. I'm looking at other guys that, you know, really move it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Cameron Young's here, Luke List. I mean, this is, this is one of those courses, too, where I tend to like uh, good drives gained as opposed to driving accuracy. This sure. is one of those courses where you're like better off missing the fairway on yep. the correct side than hitting the fairway on the wrong side. Yep. So, you know, and they all got those turtle back greens, right? Um, I th- kind of. I mean, they're tough to hit. It's more of a yeah. die design, though. So I think that okay. isn't the hardest hole that par three on the back. I know Paul's told me that. Oh, yeah, for sure. Very tough. Yeah, 14. Yeah. And then 18 is kind of a cool hole. It's That's an awesome one of, hole. One of the harder holes. Yeah. Um, I feel like when simulators were just becoming a thing, Harbor Town was like always one of the ones that I'd play. Mm-hmm. That lighthouse was very memorable in the late 90s. <laughs> Sick graphics. Because there's not a whole lot of elevation to it, too. So it's probably one of the easier ones to map. I'm just guessing, but then it, sure. that, that can't have anything to do with it because Pebble Beach was always one of the ones that was like king of the video games and and uh, simulators. So and that's got tons of. You're actually eating peanut butter, nutter butters. Are you a Nutella guy? Not really. Mm. Eat cookie dough. Ooh, Toll mm. House Funfetti edible cookie dough with candy sprinkles. <laughs> Backslash pods. Backslash so pods, man. I was gonna say Funfetti Toll House if they want to ever sponsor us. You've been going to town there. Yeah, so you have the nutter butters earlier. Right? Mm-hmm. 
Nutter Butters are such an underrated cookie. Mm-hmm. I'll like, take it. I'll take like, a Nutter Butter over an Oreo every day of the week. Oh, I would are say it's one of my favorite snack games. Like I can't buy boxes because I eat. Them. Sure. Did like, they ever make Nutter Butter double double? Oh stuff? wait, wait, wait. No. What am I thinking? No, I'm sorry. Up. I'm sorry. I'm thinking. No. So it was the little Debbie thing. What are those things called? Not oh, oh um, no, no. I know what he's saying. Nutter Butter, like the cookies. two sticks. You're saying? Yeah, the two sticks. Yeah, you had one earlier, tractor. Swiss roll? No. It's like the two sticks. It's like a uh, wafer sticks. There's like six or seven layers, and then there's peanut butter sandwiched in between. Not nut roll, not nut goody. Uh, they're good. They're not as good as Nutter Butters, though. Oh, they're Nutty Bars. Interesting. Oh, yeah. They're like, the, that's their brand. They're not as good. They're little, the chocolate's a little chalk. Yeah. They're, I mean, I'll go with them. You know what number two is, though, dude, for me? Is, Are we talking uh, cookie here? Yeah. Well, like a snack kind of thing. Sure. Like number one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Number two for me. Easily uh, the peanut butter cookies. Can't remember the name. Nutter uh, butters. They're, they're shaped like yeah, nutter butters. <laughs> so one, nutter number butters one. are number one, and nutter butters are number two <laughs> on your list. Well, I mean, well, whatever. <laughs> you don't. You don't talk about. Talk about <laughs> a meant, true fan. Meant the chocolate wafer thing. Uh, oh, the nutty butters. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah no, I was talking yeah, about I'm nutter butters the whole time. Yeah. No, oh. nutter butters are awesome. They're shaped like Ooh. peanuts. Yeah. They're. Like that's what I was saying. Your- those over Oreos all day long. Mm. They're fantastic. Yeah, they're a tw- And if you ever like just crunch them up and put them in a bowl and put milk in it while you're eating cereal, it's like, oh, I don't know if I, well, mm. I've never you know what else is really good cookie right now? What's that? <laughs> Any of them? I've watched so many, dude. It's the Oreo um, peanut butter pie, peanut butter chocolate pie, or whatever. Um, like one from like one of the months. It's like a graham cracker, like so a twelve, and then it's half peanut butter, half chocolate. So are you? So are you full on? Like when you're when you're grocery shopping or walking through Target and you see the Oreo flavor of the month, do do you glom Mm -hmm. on? Do you try them always? Like when it's like Swedish fish Oreos? No, I don't know. Because they really have bastardized the brand in doing that, right? They used to be kind of the old staple. It's Oreo or it's Oreo, and then you know. Oreo thins now. I don't own Oreo thin. I'm not. I'm not opposed to the Oreo. They're fine. They're okay. Oh, dude. By the way, I, I mean double the, stuff is the way to go. But for sure, I had the mega stuff one. I just wanted. Is that to just like too much? Season. It was gross. No yeah. way. It also did. It also didn't taste like the cream in the middle. Like oh. it wasn't the same. It was. They like probably. Her. They probably like chinsed on it. Sure. Had a different factory producing. Yeah, no, because I love taking the double stuffs and making quadruple stuffs, and those are still amazing. You've done that before, right? So is a is a I I, I can't handle it. I think a mega stuff is that's or a double stuff is capacity because I like the chocolate cookie too. And I think it's fair chocolate. It's fair. I think an honestly an Oreo without milk is the grossest cookies. Also fair. I said it. Yeah, I'm not a big milk guy though. Like just a little bit. Are you talking dipping? Yeah. Do you fully submerge? Do you get it so it's like super saturated, almost to the point mm. of falling apart? Or are you just no. a quick boom boom? There's a no, yeah, I like it to get a little soft. Got but it. But not so soft. You know, that's what she said. You, don't, you don't want a flaccid cookie. <laughs> <laughs> you need it semi-aroused. Yeah, I don't want I don't need it rock hard to come yet. <laughs> All right, we're doing 43k. Well, I mean, this we basically said everything we need to say about Harbor Town. It's more of a conversation yeah. about cookies. You know, if Paul wants to miss the podcast this is what you're gonna get sorry sorry folks um i guess while we're on the snacks here like this week like i was yeah. out of like weed and shit okay so we had some gummies laying around and like you know i'd wake up and it's like oh okay golf's on. i'm gonna 
pop a couple gummies. And so I, I was taking, I think I'd eat three, five milligrams or whatever. And then like fucking four hours later, I'm like high as a kite. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, this will get me through like kind of the morning rounds and just kind of have a good time. And then like all of a sudden, like three hours later, I'm just like, oh, I'm a space cadet. Holy shit. Why does that happen? Oh, because I'm not used to like, that's why I don't like the gummies. It's like, you know, you never know what you're in for and you don't know when it's going to fucking hit you. Oh, really? I guess I take the same ones every time. So I know like after I take one and depending if I ate or not ahead of time, like I know in like 30 to 40 minutes, it'll be turned. It's a long time. Smoke weed. Like the edible high. Yeah, that's the like thing. It lasts so much longer. It definitely lasts long. It lasts way longer. It's crazy. But anyways, okay. So let's do some 43. This tractor, we, we don't know because Paul's not on and Paul's key score. It doesn't matter. Of 43K? Yeah. I think it's my saving grace. I think I'm, I've am i got to be in first. You got 50 points. Be- yeah. I think we're about even. And, and I think I was in first place, and then you did really well. Passed you last week. WGC. And then I did, I think I've taken second, second, first, first. Oh, it does we're, close. we're close. We're close. Regardless, go, cares. a lot of golf. I'll go first. Sung JM, and then down to JJ Spawn. Then Pat and Kazire, Aaron Wise, and to pay for Sung JM. I got Wesley Bryant and Camilo. Yeah, don't hate that lineup. That's pretty good. Mine's um, so at the very bottom of my lineup, I've got Bryson at 6,100. Bryson, who? Oh, Bryson Nimmer. Sorry, I should have been more specific. <laughs> I'm like, wow, how the mighty have fallen. <laughs> yeah, no, he uh, he was uh, 11th at uh, Putacana. Made the cut at uh, Puerto Rico, and he also played well at the Palmetto. So we'll see how that pans out. Um, did I stick with Scotty Brown? Yeah, I went Scotty Brown. I was like, oh, it's a shorter course. He should do good. And then I'm looking at my website, and it sucks. But that might because didn't we discover via Fantasy National and doing the deep dive that this is actually it's more of a mid length tour course. It's not a short one, isn't it? Let me see here. Let me just. It's it's like over seven thousand or seventy one hundred. Because Paul was saying, you know, it's probably a pretty short course. And here, some golf links. It's still less than seventy two hundred. Oh, but yeah. you know what? It's 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 probably that it's just sea level and that place. Yeah, learn that. But yeah. So, um, why don't I just change all my filters up? This is gonna help me on this. I'll just kind of go through these here. Then, so when Scotty Brown, I don't know if he has good. No, actually, I'm gonna change that out. He's missed the cut here last five years. I was like, oh, I bet this Ooh. is really good. Five in a row is too much. Yeah, I thought this would be a good... Uh, so I'm probably going to swap him out for Adam Shank. I think I got... Yeah, I do. Ooh, also, I don't know whether he's very good here or not, but that guy can play sometimes. He's kind of one of those... He's, he's for 6,100, I like that. Yeah, he was 25th here last year, so I'll, I'll go there. Um, I mean, you're definitely throwing darts with him. So we got Bryson Nimmer, uh, Adam Shank. I'm going to go uh, some old balls, Furick. Mm-hmm. hasn't played for a while but he's played this place well i'm pretty sure he's won here before too hasn't he he's this seems like a course uh, yeah i'm pretty sure he is yeah i'm pretty sure yep um gonna bump it up a little bit and go to lucas glover at 7200 he's a big fairway green kind of guy um then i've got a lot of money left because i i don't dug down deep and so i'm gonna go with uh tommy fleetwood at 8200 and russell henley mm, nice it's i like it moose well, thank i like you. i like that lineup I went with kind of a bottom feeder, mid-tier, and then two guys I think who could win. A little bit of a blend. I Tractor, I also have Wes Bryan. Who knows? Former champ, nice form, super cheap, and needs good weeks. He needs to keep earning points to keep his status. Then at 6,500, I've got Captain Zach. He's just 
you know, I think he's still capable of stuff. I mean, he looked like he was really close to making the cut last week. Um, I had him in 43K last week. Um, hopefully a little redemption here for, for Zach. And then moving to the mid-tier guys, <clears throat> kind of following form and, and just trend of winners. Of, you know, you kind of want plotters, guys who can make some putts, former winners. I think all the rest of these four guys have won. So all six of my guys have won at some point. I got Brendan Todd, 6,800. Seems like pretty cheap. A lot of, he's playing pretty well and seems like a good course for him. Got Danny Willett, 12th last week. And uh, he was 16th here last year. So knows the course. And he's like sub 7,000. So not super fun to cheer for Danny Willett, but that'll work. Um, <clears throat> a guy that, I think is pretty. I, I like him here because he's he's had four, I think, top twenty eighths. His last five trips to Harbortown is Brian Harmon at seventy seven hundred. Just missed the cut last week, but rested. And then I've got Russ Henley at nine thousand as well. He doesn't have an awesome track record here, but just seems like the kind of course he'd play well at. I guess you know, he was that, here, but he's missed a bunch of cuts here too. Like Brian Herman just sounds like he'd be on the civil life. He's yeah, it's my whole lineup like just seems like kind of those guys are they could all miss the cut, but yeah, they just you know keep the ball in front of them and then get a hot putter, they could they can contend. Yeah, I'm surprised nobody went with Hoagie. Hoagie seems like a very uh harbor town kind of guy. Sure, sure. Troy and looked at him. I think he was what high sevens? Uh 76, yeah. Okay. I'll go Brian Harvard over Hoagie. Though. I like that. No, I like the line. It looks good. Um, this is going to be tough doing one and done, considering we don't know who we've taken without Paul here. I was here. thinking it's the same thing. Um, you guys are smoking me now. Because, Track, you took Rory, right? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go Morikawa. Uh, I'm going to go Justin Thomas. <laughs> um, Corey Connors. Ooh. Mm. So, here, let me write those down. So, what do we got here? So, Paul went, and Paul went, Hadwin. Uh, Reno, you went... Uh, more cow and Paul wants Hadwin. And last week we had yeah. Tractor. We, we tractor were pretty good. Tractor Rory. No, who did Tractor go this week? Justin Thomas. Oh, yeah. Dumb. And last week we had a, you guys had Rory with a second, Cam with a third, a DJ with 12th. I thought he slipped to fourth. He did make third. Yeah, I thought he finished five with Shane. Okay. And your brother. So he oh, had, he needed God, Cam was so and Scheffler. That was what a ten dollar bet for three grand. Five five dollar bet for three grand. Jeez. Yeah, he hit uh, before the week started. He said that he he picked uh, one, two, three in any order: Cam Smith, Scheffler, and JT. And man, there was like, a time. There was a time. Like, oh, I know. Going into JT's back nine, it looked like that could happen. I mean, actually, you know what? For the most part, all weekend long, it looked like he was like right there. You know what yeah. I mean? Like his JT was never like very far out of it. It's like, oh, you just need to pick up two strokes. And it's like if anybody, yeah, you know, like it could have just as easily been JT yesterday as it was Rory. Absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, so I mean, he definitely got his five dollars worth, regardless of you know, like, sure, in terms sure. of entertainment, entertainment like, value. Yeah. So yeah, that was really cool. I mean, it was a stupid bet, but <laughs> outside of that. Well, I mean, if for five bucks, I mean. I mean, yeah, I guess. It's like, but you know what? I mean, the thing is, is that like, there's always a surprise. I mean, like Schwartzel was up there for, you know what I mean? It's like, there's always. Yeah. It seems like there's always something like that. It's never just like the top three players in the world are all just like right there. Yeah. And those are all pretty highly. Well, I mean, it's basically you're taking the two hottest players in the world, which isn't, which is kind of strange to think. I mean, like but they both played well too. It, well, it's not that surprising. I mean, they just have been playing so damn well, both of them. And they both show up and like, obviously Gus is a pretty good canvas for them, but like Rom, 
is not doing much. Morikawa got into the fray with one great round. Um, you know, I, I hardly even think of Rory as being like a top player anymore. Always number eight in the world. It, yeah, but, you know, he's not a top three or four guy. Hovland was kind of meh. What was he? Probably T25. So I guess what I'm saying is like yeah. the hottest players in the world are showing up. Come. Yeah, yeah. There's there's kind of a new guard. There's a new turnover. Well, I mean, and Rory hasn't won anything of significance for, what is it, five years now? BMW. Yeah, but he's still winning stuff, though. He's still getting a win or two a year. Yeah. A win here. Did he win some early, no, one of the no. big Saudi events last year? No, it was it was this earlier this year, right? That was where he that Hovland won it because I think it was Bland and Hovland both posted a number, and Rory was sitting on that number 260 in the middle of the fairway on that par five. And was like, Well, I gotta make birdie. I'm not going the old-fashioned way, I'm gonna blister it. And again, it's a Saudi event, so they're they all end unreachable par fives, but it was like dead into the fan and he washed it. Hmm. It was a yeah, we don't need to go into it, but it's kind of a big fuck up. Like if it would have happened on the PGA tour, it'd be yeah. What do we think about Tiger's fashion this week? Better than better than uh Finos. Yeah, that was kind of he had some interesting man. Nike kind of has all their guys wearing their same the exact same shirts. Mm-hmm. Like for every every time major season rolls around, right? I mean, I guess this is like five was somebody else was somebody else wearing the Fino shirt too. No, I don't think anybody wore the Fino shirt. I think mm-hmm. that was I saw a clip of it on Instagram or a meme or something that was like that was like already a spring fashion item that's already on like deep discount <laughs> like called yeah. galaxy well, so. the best is i saw a picture that i saw like a picture of a uh, fina with this like fucking like just like sour face and he's like tiger doesn't even have to wear the shoes and i have to wear this fucking thing <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good are you talking about the shirt from friday with like the- I'm ta- no i think i'm talking about fino's shirt yesterday was it yesterday or oh, the one that yeah, it had like the pink and navy like, oh, kind okay. of like yeah, they band that across, <clears throat> that across like a burnt orange, like yeah, sweater. Yeah. yeah, that was yesterday. God, you sure it wasn't Saturday? I think it was maybe, Saturday. maybe it was Saturday. I'm not sure. Oh, in this, in this order, it's because I know Tiger wore or Scheffler wore Tiger's shirt yesterday and shoes and shoes and played his clubs too. I remember, you saw that mm-hmm. comment. Plays oh, did you see that Tiger's clubs tractor? Yeah, I'm sure you saw this. Yeah, that, that guy bought him for six. He bought it for what, like sixty thousand? Oh, I heard that I in two thousand ten. Well, the Woods Camp. You see, this happened the last time it was sold too. The Woods Camp's claims they're not the clubs. <coughs> I'm I'm sure they're not. What? I'm I'm sure Tiger hangs all of those. But on that last one, it was verified like by whatever that they were. I don't know. It's interesting. But he could play them. He could play them one round, and then people can say he was playing. I don't know how they would do that. I don't know the provenance on that. The provenance. I didn't hear that there was like dispute as to whether they were. I was listening to some PGA Tour radio today and they were saying, you know, you know, I bet you whoever sold those things initially like were pretty jacked about getting 50 grand for them, you know, and then. Right. Yeah, you think yeah, they're feeling it. happy with the decision made at the time to move on. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. What, like, was it just two clubs or were they like a set or what was it? It was the catch- set. It was just the TWs, P7 TWs. Okay. But it's debatable whether or not they, he actually played them. Did they have a little dime on the face? Are you talking, wait, we're talking about something else. No, 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 no. Yeah, no, when I'm talking about tractor's the dime, talking about what Scheffler played. Oh, and Moose oh, no. is asking These about are the old, old the title assembly. It's, it's the set of irons, right? It's, is it wedges yeah. too? Yeah. Is it the ones like, do you remember? Do you guys remember seeing a picture of like his like eight iron or a six iron? And it's you, you see the little like 
Yeah, this one, they have it. They're worn out. The ones too long. Oh, okay. It's all just in one spot, like the size of a dime. Mm-hmm. So then he obviously hit him quite a bit. Or somebody just took like a little hammer to him. So, yeah, Woods Woods, and his agent, Mark Steinberg, have said that the set is not authentic. Well, then they have to be like authenticated somehow for somebody to yeah. drop five grand or five million yeah. on them. Although in this day and age, people buy fucking a cartoon NFTs exactly for three million on a whim. So it's like. Yeah, he said so. In 2010, the players, they were asking him. He said, no, those club would said those irons are in his garage. And he said, he may have my set of irons, but they're not from those tournaments. They're in my garage. So it's. Oh, so, it's, so like he might have played them, but it's just not the tournaments that the guy thinks that mm. he played them with. Yeah. Well, I mean, he got authenticated somehow. So don't you think you'd check with Tiger before like spending five million? If you got five million to throw on a set of golf clubs that are just going to sit on your wall. Oh, here. Well, so he got so. And then the guy who had it, the the two titleist executives who are in charge of Tiger's clubs, have signed swarm affidavits asserting their legitimacy. One took a polygraph and passed it, and the original buyer in 2010 did his due, due, uh, due diligence as well. If Tiger believes he has these clubs at his house, we'd love to see them. <laughs> oh. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. So. But I'm sure Tiger's just rushing to disprove this, too, like. Well, if, if you ever wanted to disprove it, just would, like grab him in some video or a picture yeah. on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> he probably goes on. He's like, what? They're fucking gone. Took my clubs. It's always funny, like when you say clubs sitting in the garage. Oh, yeah. I just, like, I I just assume Tiger's got them like rubber banded sitting on the ground. It's like, you know, everybody else has just like the random set of golf clubs sitting in their garage. I know. Like, do you guys have all your old golf clubs in one spot, or do you like think that you could like go check multiple places and find golf clubs? Mm, mine are all like in like a big bin in the garage. I don't know why I just don't fucking get it. Like it's like seven sets of irons. In yeah, there. I've definitely gotten better about it. I've got a set in Arizona. I've got a then like a spare set here, but I don't have any drivers. I basically have like a three through putter. Try to get better by getting rid of them. somebody else. Yeah. Can you- like when the hell am I ever gonna hit my like SLDR? I mean. Maybe for fun, but like, I have so many driver heads in like shafts. I'm like, why do I still have it? Right, right. like driver heads, especially like because drivers you get like a good amount of money for the trade in, so I just always get rid of them. Yeah, and they're obsolete quick. Yeah, because something 20 years longer is always right around the corner. Oh, wait, still wish I had my bubble shafts, but <laughs> can always find. I mean, leave it to Taylor made to, I mean, kings of marketing. Yeah. They're, they're going to bring that back in some capacity. Well, they did. Did they? It was, yeah. It was the with the, the burner. bubble two or whatever, the burner two. No, they did it this year. It was like the burner. But I'm like, it, obviously the bubble shaft doesn't do anything, but that's when they brought it back. Okay. So last week we were talking about Tiger's shoes as well. And we were saying, Rhino, I think you said you'd think that they'd shut down Nike to build them yeah. a shoe. Yep. Sounds like they've been trying and they just can't do it for them right now. Yeah, they're working on it still. What it what, what do you mean they're working on it? They're trying well, they have to rebuild because you guys all like it's all sports, right? So he said he needs more way more stability. And I think it's kind of like reinventing the wheel over there. Gotcha. Like it's not like I'll just modify this. I, he wants, you know, something that Nike probably hasn't made since 2006. Gotcha. Sure. Uh speaking of Nike shoes, Tractor, you watched Winning Time last night? Yeah, I love that. The film, the guy who played Phil Knight, yeah. what Magic walked away from in that contract. Yeah, that contract today would be worth five billion, five point six billion or something. Yeah, I mean, what's this? So uh, it's this is kind of chronicles the Lakers, the the Showtime Lakers, in like the early oh, yeah. early eighties, right? And so 
Magic Johnson is at the basically sports management trade show, right? As a rookie, and his goal is to walk out of there with a shoe contract. So he was meeting with Adidas, Converse, all the big players, and they're all offering him about the same thing. And like as they leave it, they're like, we should let you know that we're also in talks with Larry Bird, who I'm assuming becomes a, a bigger part of the story later in the show, but they're kind of like tied together in terms of their timeline. Anyways, um, he's like kind of walking through a lobby or something like that. And Phil Knight comes up to him and gives him his you know quick elevator pitch and shows him a prototype shoe of the magic shoe, which is like, you know, the, a pair of Nikes mm-hmm. a proposal in it. And <clears throat> he goes, you know, well, we can't pay you what they're going to pay you. We're startup. We're rookies too. But, you know, what we can offer you is basically shares and, you know, an interest in the company. It was a hundred, it was a hundred thousand bucks worth of. Yeah. Yep. Stock options. Yeah, like when it was at like 18, 18 cents. cents yeah. And, and, and so and he, and went, and he went got Reebok like, and he went Reebok. No, Converse. No, he went Converse. Oh. He, he signed Converse for 100K. 100K a year. So it's still a lot of money. Two that Phil was even going to give him like, you know, like 10 cents per every shoe sold or something too. They said a buck per shoe. Yeah. Buck, yeah. Now I don't know if that's Nike shoe or the Magic shoe, but yeah. but yeah, that. Which would have been like at that time, such a revolutionary pay plan. I know. Yeah. Like, not for like the options part, but more for like you know, uh, like hey, your shoes sell, yeah, yeah. Um, not golf related, but sort of kind of goat like. Uh, have you guys seen the Tony Hawk documentary on HBO? No, it is no, so I, good. I'll check that his out. Femur in it, right? Huh? Is that the uh, did he break his femurs? Uh, was it after that or while it was? I don't know. I didn't see any. I thought that was yeah, after just, it. Yeah, just broken out that long. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, no, like, not, not catastrophically, right? No, like a lot of this is like chronicling them through the eighties and stuff like that. Oh, okay, so yeah. like, but it's so cool. It's like he's so Tiger esque, like in terms of like his competitiveness sure. and like, like you can't help watching that and think of like you know the other great. What yeah. was that one on? It's HBO. HBO. It's called Till the Wheels Fall Off. Huh. Interesting. One of the best, yeah, one of the best documentaries. Of, like sports okay. documentaries. It's so good. And I was like into that stuff too, so it was kind of cool too, like seeing some of those old names. But like, even if you're not like Mar was like glued, it was so good. I mean, the, the guy's fucking fifty two now. He's breaking his fucking femurs, like, mm-hmm. apparently. Like, I mean, it's just insanity. But didn't he? he also I mean, cheat on his wife with her? Possibly. That, th- they didn't get into. That. I thought like, that was Gavin from Bush. Tony uh, Hawk. Now I'm guessing this is a story that's been told many times. But I thought, mm-hmm. yeah. I thought that this the gig with the Gavin from Bush is he basically cheated on the nanny or cheated on Gwen Stefani with the nanny who looked just like mm. Gwen Stefani, but just Isn't that Tiger hair. didn't Tiger do that too though? No, I'm pretty sure Tiger fucked everybody. Yeah. Oh no, no, no. Wasn't wasn't like his wife wasn't uh wasn't she initially the nanny? Well, Elon was uh Jesper Parvik's nanny. Well, that's what it was. Okay. There we go. I knew there was some sort of. Do you thing. think they're tight? You think Jesper and Tiger are? I mean, at some no, point, they no, had no, 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 no. Tight, think, right? Oh, at some point, but I think that like they all took uh, Elon's side at the. Oh, yeah, yeah, in the, the big deal. Oh, so Tony Hawk's onto his fourth on his fourth. Wife. There you go. Yeah, he dumped the third wife for her best friend. Oh, till the wheels saucy. Well, it doesn't get into any of that. Like, what's what's really cool about it is like, <laughs> I think usually once a guy's on his fourth wife, they probably just want a lot of that well, stuff out. Well, well, you know what though? That's crazy though. Too though is like because the the HBO documentary and Tiger was like all about the fucking off. That, that's where, you know what though. That's why people hated it. Yeah, 
And I think that that's why it was kind of panned, especially in, in, in ran basically right after um, MJ's deal. Well, and yeah, and it was kind of right around the accident too. And it yeah, just seemed true, like yes. felt like kind of a hit piece. Yeah, and just kind of like kicking a guy when he's down. Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, here we go. It's on Golf Channel right now. Starting bid was twenty five thousand for Tigers. Tiger Woods two thousand two thousand one Tiger Slam winning iron. So it's Tiger Slam fifty eight mm-hmm. bids. Starting bid is twenty five k. Sold for uh, five million one thousand one hundred fifty six thousand. And definitely looked like him, at least in the pictures that I saw. Well, I mean, Tiger and clear it up. Bring it. Show him it. Exactly. Show him Release the tapes, Tiger. It's been a long time. It's been over 10 years. He doesn't have. What if, what if he gave him to like a Denny's waitress? <laughs> and then they got out. And that's why he won't explain why he doesn't have it. <laughs> and she brought him to like second swing, <clears throat> pay the mortgage. Yeah. He probably actually went to 37 bucks for this PTU through it. Okay, sure. You know, Pawn Stars and then Rick and stuff actually figured it out that these, these could be tiger slants. God, what an epic story that would be. What do you guys, sorry, I'm drinking so my attention to it. What do you guys feel about Tom Watson being an honorary starter? Are we all for it? Or He, he was like Bryson DeChambeau, not Nimmers. Absolutely fucking smoked it past those fools. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. You could hear the click, clink. Whoa, calm down, Watson. But he's only 72, so there he is. Uh, yeah, quite a no, while. he can still move the body. And, you know, uh, Jack look old. Jack's getting yeah, he looking old. Oh, right? yeah. he's, like, I, I think his give a fuck about golf is really low. And then the, the soon-to-be Saudi Prince Gary. What's with the fucking high kick? That's got to end. He, I mean, if he can do it, man. more power to him. <laughs> we, we didn't talk about the, the but yeah, Tom, dinner think, menu. That looked awesome. Really good. Did yeah. you guys hear that Hideki like addressed everybody in English? Yeah, he gave like a three minute speech. And actually, I will say that as I'm not a big Gary player. Well, whatever Gary player is Gary player, but I think some of the shit that he's been doing is a little weak in his later years. But I don't yeah. know if you saw that he before Hideki got up, he was like, uh, "If it's okay with everybody, I'd like to address Hideki in Japanese." And kind of just said basically like congratulations, kind of a thing in Japanese. And everybody's like, "Well." That's nice. Of course, of course, Gary knows Japanese. And of course, he's going to make the moment about him. <laughs> well, and then Jack said something like, I don't know if it was on Twitter or where it was. I, I heard this on the radio, but Jack said, you know, it was great. Hideki got up there and gave a three minutes, you know, speech in English without any notes. And then immediately afterwards, Gary Player gave, got up stu- or stood up. And gave him detailed notes in Japanese, <laughs> you know, like about his speech. Like, okay, okay. So I like he was kind of no, 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 no. You were right. Uh, Gary Player did introduce it that way, but Nicholas was digging Gary Player. Like he was throwing a dig at Gary Player. Like, oh yeah, and then he like kind of messed messed up the like he gave Hideki notes on his afterwards okay. in Japanese. It didn't happen. Many looked great. Looked really good. Yeah. I mean, it was so good. Spieth had thirds, he said. Maybe he shouldn't have ate that much food because he played like shit. Um, like, do you ever admit, you're, yeah, I had thirds? Like, I mean, no one's going to know. They're not going to know. No, you know what I Why would you say they had thirds? I know. You go up and you go, what? They got Wagyu beef? Fucking, I'll grab some of that. Like, you act like you haven't seen it yet. You missed out. There's also the Miyazaki. More oh, premium. really? Is that like a, a five? Does it get higher than five? I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, it is tasty. Oh, I got a new irreverent show I started. Okay. It's on HBO Max, 10-year-old Tom. It's like a, it's an animated thing. 
Mm-hmm. They're all like there's Who's like Tom? two 15 minute episodes. You gotta watch. You gotta watch when you'll know immediately the voice of the guy. But it's not like anyone I can. I looked him up on IMDb. I'm like, I have no idea who this guy is, but I I know who he is. But it's basically like adults giving this ten year old kid just like terrible advice, you know, and stuff. And like things just happen. He's just kind of like a loser kid. And honestly, like for a Reverend TV, it's pretty good. Like I haven't okay. laughed like that hard in a while. Just like that dry like irreverency. It's I like that. Yeah, ten year old Tom. What was the what was the HBO. fucking greatest uh, irreverent car- cartoon that HBO did? It was uh, oh, the Life and Times of Tim. That's the best yeah. show they've ever had. I don't know whatever happened. Did you guys ever watch that? No, I've watched a couple of them. It's oh my god, it's the funniest. You kind of got to be on a different planet. Well, sounds like it's right up your alley. Here. Yeah, yeah. No, that's. I love that. But so it's kind of sounds like that. Kind of a Dr. Katz thing, maybe, or uh I mean, why was almost... Dr. Katz so uh jittery? Uh it's just the anime. I think no, I think that was like the thing for <laughs> maybe. I mean nothing else looked like that. No. No, I know, I know. Sure. I mean, that's just how they did it. Like they made it look like they just were good at animating. I think they were trying sure, to maybe your name, you know this guy, Steve Dildarian. Oh yeah. No, I don't. So he's Tom. Then like um, Todd Glass is in all. The oh, episodes. it's Todd Glass is a hit. Yeah, John Malkovich is in it for oh. all the episodes. Steve John Dildarian. Malkovich. Steve Dildarian is Life and Times of Tim. Oh, okay, that's why it makes more sense. Yeah. Well, hell yes, then. Did you watch his show, The New VIPs? Oh, an angry unpaid hooker. Hmm. All right, I'll check it out. Holy yeah, God. but the new VIPs is on. Okay, listeners. So what? You, what you missing? Golf coverage. You're fucking. <laughs> You're getting tenfold in fucking great TV. And uh, cookies. Well, cookies, too. Yeah, so Moose, yeah, it's drawn in the exact same style as The Life of Tim. Or Life and Times of Tim. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it looks like, yeah, I just pulled it up. It's like, see, it's, like, it's, it's, pretty, like, it's pretty fun. Yeah, as soon as I pulled it up, it's like, it's a big, it, like, actually, Tim is the third picture when you Google Steve Dildarian. <laughs> like, they don't, it's like, there's two pictures of Steve, and then there's a picture of Tim. The cartoon. It's like, oh, this is him. Well, yeah. Yeah, I oh, love yeah. him. He's so fucking funny. I'm going to have to totally get that show. It, you said there's only two episodes, though? No, there, no there's two, like, episodes within it. So, like, you know, yeah, they're, like, episodes. mini episodes, yeah. Oh, sure, sure. And sure. I think okay. I think that's how, I kind of think that's how Life and Times of Tim were, too. Yeah, so you can watch a quick one, like, you know, and you don't have to invest a lot of time. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's just so dry, too. Like, it's so dry. I love it. No, she's oh wow. Um, do you guys ever watch Cheers the show? Uh, yeah, not yeah. since I would be able to understand like actually what's going on. Okay, yeah, I did. Why? Well, what do we got going? It's just because I'm re- I, I was like, what what great television show have I not really watched in, in its entirety? And I probably had seen 60% of them, but again, you know, that was probably after Care 11 was over prior yeah. to the night show, you know, like about 20 years ago. Because they used to play Cheers right after the news was yeah, over. Yeah, yeah. And right. then, you know, the, the Tonight Show wouldn't start for 35 minutes after that. And um, wow, how the world has changed. Uh, oh, they and, and, like, just what's, like, more acceptable and everything. I'm like, like uh, Sam Malone, not such a great guy. No. <laughs> uh, sexual predator, to say the least. <laughs> like, not just borderline. We're talking, like, full on sexual predator there are numerous times i've seen him uh you know looking to 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 move on and uh and makes moves on passed out women and uh literally uh 
we'll talk about his sexual conquests and exploits to literally anybody who will hear him in his own bar. <laughs> Norm is constantly drinking at what appears to be about 11 o'clock in the morning when he should be working and, and passing on jobs just to, to stay and drink. It's interesting. Carla I mean, has a terrible marriage. Tra- tractors are resident Cliff Clavin, though, isn't he? Like where he just knows something about everything. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, Cliff is bullshit too. Like he's just making it up. He doesn't oh. really know this. St- yeah, oh, I always okay. thought. I always thought that he like knew these like trivial bites. Like he he doesn't know what he's talking about. He's oh, he doesn't. It okay, he's it does. Yeah, it, it seems like half of it's all bullshit. It, like a uh, Fraser. What? <laughs> he's like. Uh, you know, he's a psychiatrist, but him and his wife come in and drink every night with these <laughs> nobodies with the mailman. Like it, it's just bizarre. <laughs> Woody's uh, great. So, so or Shelly Long's way better than Christy Alley, right? Or Kirstie Alley. Uh, that was so. That was my problem. Is I was just like, I'm just starting like season three or four. Okay, and so I, I'm that, only through like a season and a half. So you're still Shelly Long. No, uh, th- which I think Shelly Long was gone in like season four. Oh, okay. Yeah, so she was there for like the beginning when it got good and there was some notoriety, but I'm in like the cursed alley. And she's a terrible manager. She's literally just looking for rich guys. And this little bar in Boston is constantly being like bought out by these massive corporations. Like, this is interesting. Oh, wait, people keep buying cheers. Like, I always thought Sam was always the owner. No, Sam was the owner initially. And then I think he sold out and I think they sold out again to like, again, these are like, I don't know, like hospitality companies, I imagine. I don't know. So let, let our listeners know again, which show we're talking about in case they haven't heard of this. They might. Want Cheers. To Cheers. It was oh, okay. uh, arguably the biggest sitcom of the eighties and early nineties. It was, you know, laugh track central. <laughs> that's, that's my problem. I just can't go back. I, like, actually I did go back and watch a bunch of cheers when they first came back out on Netflix, mm-hmm. but it only lasted so long. Oh yeah. I, I'm already kind of at the point where like, it's not that great. The um there. So it seemed like each season and you know, each season is like what, 20, 24 episodes. They were way more robust back then, but like, mm-hmm. Um, they each season they would have a, a bar wars episode with Gary's old time tavern. And I, oh, I'm, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm like full on team Gary. Like he's just he's smarter, he's funnier, his bar looks nicer, more the kind of place that I'd want to go to versus cheers. It was interesting. Each year they had one of those. Um, have you guys seen that Mr. Mayor, the new Ted Danson show? No, not at all. I, I like watched one episode and it's just basically like ever since the office, like everybody's like trying to come up with the, well, I've got a dumb boss show. Oh, really? So he's yes. like kind of the, the, he's the dumb boss yeah. and then everybody around him knows better. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Just like, I like watched one episode. And it was like mildly entertaining, but I just didn't know. He's so best I thought I'd go watch some fucking trash reality show on fucking Netflix. Uh, speaking of the I- office, oh, that no. was, that was Scotty's go-to this weekend, huh? Oh, was it? Yeah, I think I'm just gonna go home and I'm gonna watch The Office. And they said that they, he dumped he dumped over his to go order sat after Saturday night. That's not good. Like that's really hard to do too. You gotta you gotta holster that thing in, seatbelt it in, put it on the floor, put it in the trunk, kid seat. And then did you see his comments about how he was crying yesterday or in the morning? Yeah, yeah, maybe you which don't, is understandable. Yeah, like, maybe you don't have to say it. What I don't think I think it's it doesn't make him seem like less of a man or human being though like he kind of cuts up in a van he's a man of faith and he's just honest about it and he also made it sound like he has tummy issues too like anytime he's on the big stage yeah 
Well, I mean, you know what? If you if you're nervous, you're you know throw the fucking fit beforehand if you need to. Yeah, and and I think that that probably makes sense though. I mean, it's it's all the what your head is doing. Yeah. To your to your body, it's saying like you know don't fuck up and blah blah blah. You're gonna go shoot eighty three. Self doubt and all that creeps in. But then you get to the golf course. Then you fucking rifle one off the flag a few seven irons, chip everything in, make every putt, (laughs) and you're like, all right. Basically made it sound like you know I par number one. I'm like, all right, let's just let's go. You know, actually, one of the coolest uh, things I heard was from like Saturday. They asked him, you know, like, so are you walking around like when you hear the roars? Are you looking at the leaderboards? He goes, yeah, every fucking chance I get, I'm looking. He didn't say fucking, but he's like, every chance I get, anytime I see a board, I'm looking at the board. He's like, you know, it's like basketball. You don't want to hide from the leaderboard. You can't hide from it. Look at it and see where you're at. Right. Yep. So I, I thought that was, and also, you know, like they're like, hey, do you think you know? You know, are you gonna do you allow yourself to like think about what it would be like to win the Masters? Almost a cliche answer. No, I gotta stay in the moment. Blah blah. blah. He goes, no, yeah, absolutely. I'm gonna sit there and I'm gonna think about it. And I'm gonna like visualize it, and then mm-hmm. tomorrow when I get on the tee, I'm gonna forget about. It. But until then, I'm gonna think about it. I'm gonna vision it, and I'm gonna you know envision me happening. I'm gonna think about all the gonna, like make it real. But then tomorrow when I get out and play, I won't be thinking about it, mm-hmm. which I thought was, you know, kind of cool. It's just not the, the standard answer, but it also makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, I started to kind of think through this. Augusta with a big lead is is probably not that scary. The more I've, I've kind of thought through it, which makes Rory's prolific collapse that much worse. Right. It's re- you got to get through 12. But there are so many holes in that back nine you can just play smart. Because well, it's think, not it's like not the like the fucking Honda. There's not like, I mean, you're not gonna it's not gonna be whipping a hooli. There's not fucking out of bounds everywhere. There's not water everywhere. And most of the water is you can play against it. Well, like eleven's hard, no but eleven's hard for everybody. Nine. Nobody's burning. Twelve, yeah. you can try and play smart. You know, just I mean, especially if you've got like I guess what I'm saying is like if you have a, a big lead, if you have a four shot lead, they're hard holes, but they're like they're hard to double bogey. That makes sense for the best players in the well, world. Well, yeah. Well, like what what I get the sense of, and, and actually I was listening to Rory today too, and he was saying like, you know, what's so tough about Augusta is that you're really just like biding your time. You know what I mean? Like you're going to take your chances when you get them, but like you know when you got that four shot lead, you're just not looking at the pit right in the right. middle of the green. You're going to try to make your two putts and, you know, you're not, it's not like the fairways are super, super tight. It's like when you start to get a little bit aggressive and you miss, it can just really compound. Sure. Sure. You also have to like get up and down from fucking everything. Scotty did too. Like that. Right. That helps. That covers up a lot of shit. That helps when you can do that every single time. Like I think kids I, up. your I'm kids up. Chat. All right. Yeah. Well, that should do it then folks. All right. That's a wrap on Masters Week. Enjoy your Harbor Town. And that concludes the most recent installment of Nice Shot Pods. On behalf of Tractor, the Rhino, Paul, and myself, thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.